Welcome to the Sacred Six Podcast with Dr. Deb Doherty, hosted by me, Deb's daughter-in-law, Jackie Lutz. The Sacred Six is a toolkit for the simple, natural actions anyone can take to help them live a healthier, more active, and more fulfilling life. The word sacred is an acronym for these six lifestyle habits. In each episode of this six-part series, we will dive into one of the lifestyle habits in detail. Let's dive in. Okay, so we're back with Dr. Deb Doherty. Thank you. Um, we've been going through your sacred six. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did spiritualize for the S. We did associate for the A. And now we are doing consume. My favorite. This. Yes. Absolutely so. my favorite is consume. Um, because this is really about consuming through all of your senses. We think of consuming as just eating. And that is a big one, which I could talk about that for hours. And in my my other um, workshops that I do, we spend a lot of time talking about food. But really, it's the consumption through all of our senses that can increase inflammation or decrease inflammation. Again, this is research-based. It is very um, easy to find the research out there that shows that, you know, food and what we consume through our skin through our eyes, our ears, our nose, can uh, bring toxic levels to our bodies and increase inflammation, which then increases our risks for diseases and fatigue and and um, lack of clarity in our brains. So that's really, really what this is about. For example, so if we think about our eyes and ears, okay, what are we consuming through our eyes? We sit on electronic devices, of all kinds, all day long. <laughs> it is not good. It is not healthy to do that. We got to give our eyes a break. So the, the blue light itself is toxic to us if we if we are watching that too long. Um, it literally, you know, our eyes are part of our brain. It literally can change our brain. It can cause depression. It can cause um, confusion and lack of clarity in, in, in our brain. So we really need to um, think about that. We got to give us give ourselves a break. Now, everybody's life is different, so it's not like there's a specific amount of time that you should be on it. But we do know that we want to stop looking at our blue light at least an hour before we go to bed, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, to help you sleep. Right? To help you sleep better, Your right? Sleep cycle. Yeah. yeah. And just taking breaks. We just can't be on it. Also, it's difficult for our eyes. There is proof that our literally our eyes deteriorate in their acuity by looking at computers all day long. So if you... Which if you, so many of us do that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All day and night. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. from 8 a.m. Yeah. to 5. And then again from like 7 yeah. to 9. And then we're on our phones right before yeah. bed. And that is something we really need to think about. Because, you know, these lifestyle behaviors, the sacred six, are things within our control. Mm-hmm. This one specifically. This one is very much within our control. We have the power to help our bodies to be so strong and resilient and healthy till we get to be very, very old. We can do that or not. It's our literally our daily choices. A lot has changed though with the eyes. So right. with the with the consuming things with our eyes. You know, I used to work from home back when video yeah. meetings weren't a thing. So I right, could right. be on a meeting and be walking on a treadmill or 
be walking around my house or stretch or whatever and right. nobody would know. <laughs> and now you're just kind of expected to be on video all the time. Mm -hmm. So it makes it hard to feel like it's in your control. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I wonder if there's something to be said about like, I'm going to take, I'm going to keep my video off because I'm going to mm -hmm. stand up or whatever. Right, right. You know, like it feels like when you're on just back-to-back -back meetings that are video, mm -hmm. like you have no choice but to sit in front of a computer all day. So this is where um, we really have to think about what is, what, it, what, is, what is another one of our roles in life. Maybe it is up to you to start teaching the people that you work with how important it is mm -hmm. <laughs> that we stand up and down. Mm -hmm. That we can, because I know it is, it is wonderful for everybody to be on the meeting together and face to face, and we say Helps that to associate exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we we want that. It is mm -hmm. much nicer to look at faces than to look at black screens with a picture of somebody. Mm -hmm. I I totally get that, but maybe it's breaks. Maybe we say, okay, here's our two minute break that everybody's going to turn their um, camera off, and you're going to walk in place, or you're going to run around your house, or run up and down the stairs, and give ourselves a break, a health break. Um, we need to do that, and somebody's got to start that. Somebody's mm -hmm. got to take the initiative to say, we all need this, and we're going to be better when we come back after this break. <laughs> we're all going to be sharper. Our brains are going to be better because we've just put a bunch of blood in our brains by mm -hmm. walking away. Or we shouldn't have to um, be concerned about taking a bathroom break. That's yeah. part of health and wellness, too. And we need to drink at least... Uh, half of our body weight in water every day, right? Mm -hmm. Let's not forget about how we need hydration. Mm -hmm. So we need to be able to go get our water and make sure that we have water or other drinks by us so that we can stay hydrated, which also helps us to think better. Um, well, like with the with the consuming through our eyes and ears too, like it also has to do with the information that oh. you're consuming, right? Like there's yeah, days yeah. that I'm like, I just can we just not listen to the news today? Oh. Like I don't want to hear it <laughs> in the background because yep, yep. it's just the, it's not good news lately, you know, and it's yeah. just, I kind of just want to live in a world where that's not happening mm -hmm. for a minute. Yep. So there's got to be something too with the type of information that you're choosing to consume. Totally. And that's part of the, the workshops that I do. We spend a lot of time talking about what we consume. So there's huge amounts of negativity out there. The news is one of them. That's the first thing on my list. Mm -hmm. Try to watch as little news as possible. <laughs> um, but also social even in media. movies, yeah, social movies. media and some of the movies that are out there music. that are, oh, and music mm -hmm. that is just so negative. And it's like sometimes we, we get into this routine of watching this stuff and thinking it's okay, but then what does it leave us with? It leaves us with negative thoughts about the world and ourselves, and that causes depression. That causes anxiety. It's been well proven. Um, so what is consuming through our eyes and our ears can change who we are, literally change who we are and change our thought patterns. It's really important to stop and think about it. And if I'm going to watch um, some goofy movie that, you know, is, is very negative where there's a lot of fighting and killing and, you know, think about what you're doing and make sure that you counteract that <laughs> <laughs> with fun, happy love movies. Um, this time of year, there's a lot of holiday movies and it's just great. And they're also filled with love and happiness. I'll see if I can get my husband to watch a Hallmark <laughs> Christmas movie. Yeah, well, you know, we consume a lot of Winnie the Pooh. There you, you go. Know, or Winnie the Pooh is great. Yeah. <laughs> I love, positive. I love the, I love the grandkids shows. I can sing all the Winnie the Pooh songs yeah. now and you know, mm -hmm. um, 
So that is much more uplifting yeah. than some of the news. So we do need to think about that. So, so we're consuming through our eyes and through our ears, huge. Mm -hmm. Even just, just changing that can change your world. Then let's think about through our nose. What are we smelling? So the sense, whether it's our um, sense that ar around our house, think about what you're you're smelling with the cleaning supplies that we have. Are they toxic? Not only would we we inhaling them, we might be touching them as well. The perfumes that you have, are they strong? You know, perfumes are actually um, not that not that enticing and some of those are actually have toxic materials in them so we have to be careful on how much of it it is and what are we smelling in our environment think about where you live the environment you live in and and how can we are there things that we shouldn't be around i mean smoke is one of them which of course you know we we want to not be around smoke mm -hmm. at all because it's very toxic to our bodies and you know the olfactory system which is our nose is directly connected to our brain and this is why they're actually coming up with medications that you can inhale because it has I've a direct direct effect on our brain mm -hmm. so we know how impactful this is if you have negative toxic things that you are inhaling it is affecting your brain right now and right and, now and maybe something you can control is getting more good things right like you right. always preach to me about getting fresh air yes. <laughs> especially when you're like sick or something all you want to yeah, do is yeah. curl up on the couch yeah, like yeah. get out get some fresh air and i know that there's a lot that fresh air can yeah, do for you it. and so many of us don't get fresh air mm -hmm. i mm -hmm. work from home and like in the summer i'm pretty good at it i work outside most of the day right and we live in the country we have nice yeah. beautiful fresh air yeah. but in the winter i i don't go outside yeah. i go from my house to my car in the garage, <laughs> to wherever I'm going, into a building, mm -hmm. back to my car, to yeah. my garage, and I come yeah. inside. I literally just don't get fresh air. So we're going to have to talk about this a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> because I'm a really big fan of fresh air, yes. Mm -hmm. I believe that even, even 10 or 15 minutes outside is hugely important. And I take the grandbabies outside, no matter what the weather, rain, shine, snow, no matter what the weather. Um, we're out there just because of that. When you have a cold or a sinus infection, the best thing you can do is go outside. Even in the cold, 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 that air is going to help clear your sinuses out. So that is a wonderful reminder to people that just find a moment. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you go outside, though, and you're in the fresh air, not only are you consuming, so you're consuming wonderful things, um, you are spiritualizing sure. when you, oh, Totally suck in that fresh air. Yeah, maybe that could be your moment to yourself. Let's spiritualize yeah. and then yeah. get some it's de-stressing. So when yeah. we do decompress, it's de-stressing. If you are taking a walk, you're also getting exercise. There you, go. you know, there's four for the price of one right mm -hmm. there. I mean, we really need to think about that. Our nose is so important. Our skin is important too. So it's all about touch. What is touching your hands? What are the hand lotions you are using? The soaps you are using? The cleaning supplies you are using? All of those things, our skin is the largest organ in our body. We absorb all of that stuff. And that can be very toxic to our bodies as well. And we sometimes we don't think about it. We think, oh, this is this wonderful barrier we have, mm -hmm. you know, on our body. No, no, no. <laughs> we absorb things through our skin. So we need to be looking at how can we bring in things in our home that we are touching that are not going to be toxic to our bodies. I'm wondering too of combining touch um some people's like love language 
right? Oh, yeah, it's yeah, touch. yeah, absolutely. So if your love language is touch and you work from home and you maybe aren't don't have a lot of people around you a lot, maybe you're missing that in your life too, and maybe oh, that's yeah. something else you should you should assess. That is really really a good point. Um, some of us really thrive on that touch, mm -hmm. and of course. Everybody needs touch, everybody to a different extent. Some mm -hmm. people don't like to be touched a lot. Other people want to hug everybody. Yeah. I'm a big hugger. <laughs> um, so we do need to look at what our needs are that way. And, um, you know, there's in, in, in some of the sessions that I do, we talk about overconsumption mm -hmm. versus underconsumption. Mm -hmm. So overconsumption can be many different things. But if you are involved in organizations and, and in your work where you are, at events where you are on the whole time. You have to be at your best. You have no breaks from seven o'clock in the morning at the first meeting till 10 or 11 o'clock at night. You're shaking lots of hands. You're hugging people that you know. You're just bombarded with all of this touch. Sometimes it can be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. That can be an overconsumption mm -hmm. of touch, even if you're a person that, that loves touching and Woo, all different kinds of energy mm -hmm. and things that you're absorbing from other people as well. So we need to be aware of that. If that is an issue, you got to find time to take a break, yeah. get away, even if it's for 15 minutes. Give okay. your senses a break. Yep, give your senses a break because all of that can be toxic. Overconsumption, even if it's good, can be toxic as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, it's like that whole yeah. everything in moderation right, thing right. too because even when you get into like nutrition, oh, I mean yeah. – you can overconsume good things yep. too. Yep, that's you can true. Overconsume water. Yes, yes, and actually start working against you. Yeah. yeah. So that brings us to taste, mm -hmm. which is the next one. And of course, this is this is my my area that I love to speak about. I love to cook. I love food. But one of the things I learned very early is that early on in my journey is that I was eating an inflammatory diet um, and inflammatory nutrition most of the time. I grew up on a farm and we had wonderful food though. It was wonderful. We had fresh, I mean, we had, we raised cows. We had good beef and good pork and chicken and we had milk and cheese and all the wonderful things uh, um, that come from having a farm. We had vegetables and fruit trees and, and made sure that we bought from local farmers the things we didn't have. So my mother, we had three great meals a day and they were, it was very diverse, but it was high in carbs. <laughs> um, my father believed in dessert. He loved his desserts, so we had dessert for every meal. And it was fresh peaches over ice cream, okay. um, so lots of great stuff. But I realized that was not working for my body. And, and um, in order to heal myself and make sure that I could prevent recurrence of cancer, um, I started really diving into nutrition at a not a not only a macronutrient level but at a micronutrient level and we need there's so many things we can talk about we spend a lot of you know i spend a lot of time in workshops talking about food and how we slowly make changes um, part of it is looking at your cupboards opening your cupboards up seeing what's in your cupboards reading labels it's so disturbing <laughs> You did this to my family, which is a good thing. But, um, you know, my husband and I, we actually look at labels now. And yes. Like, why is sugar in everything? It's in everything. Why yeah. is it in ketchup? Mm -hmm. Why mm -hmm. is it in, like, the bread we're eating? Yep. 
which yeah. is how, supposed to be healthy bread. And yeah. then like the third ingredient is sugar. Yeah. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's hard to avoid. But like, you know, you just do what you can. You make you yeah. make little yeah. steps yeah. towards it. And I think I think another thing that might help people is we all know what our lives are like and when yeah. we're gonna yeah. be consuming certain things mm -hmm. one week over the other or, right, right. or however you need to look at your life. But kind of like looking ahead and yeah. planning. Yeah. That's something I am not great at. Yeah. When I know I'm going to have a busy week, you would think that I would meal plan or something. Yeah. Get a couple crack pot meals together. Yep. Yep. I don't do this. Instead, no. I go and I store meat and I eat whatever <laughs> I can find, which is usually not healthy. It's usually a half-eaten peanut butter and jelly from my toddler or something. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like throwing anything into my face that I can yeah. because, you know, I didn't plan. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if that's a lot of busy professionals probably feel this yeah, way. Yeah. And it's that prep. It's hard to do. It's hard to fit into your world, but it might make a huge difference. Well, and this is where we have a choice. We have a choice to do this. Mm -hmm. And I consider it investing, investing in your body up front. So once you get into a routine, it's not that difficult. I mean, I can shop. I usually shop for about two weeks because I like a lot of fresh vegetables and fruit. So I can buy two weeks worth of fresh vegetables and fruit. And, and then I, and I do some meal prep, even though I'm retired, even though I'm, um, you know, not as busy as I was, I, I'm in that routine and have been that way for, for many years so that I can make a huge salad and have it stored in a Tupperware um, bowl that I can pull out as my lunch every day. And then it's, it's understanding, which we go over in detail, things like, okay, so what is going to be on my salad? Let's not all those crazy salad dressings that mm -hmm. are out there because they have seed oils, which are not healthy. I have my olive oil. I buy big cans of 100% olive oil and my balsamic vinegar. And that is there. Boom. That's on my salad every day. I can, when, I, when I'm going somewhere, I always take food with me too. Mm -hmm. So, but if it's already prepped in the fridge, um, I can put together a meal and have it in the car in literally two minutes. Mm -hmm. um, in, in my little containers. And then it doesn't matter if I have, I can eat in the car, but I'm eating good food in the car. So it is planning ahead. And it, and it, but you have to get in a routine. You have to yeah. start thinking about when you go to the grocery store, it takes a little bit longer at first when you are looking at labels and you get, so you know what you can buy and what you can't buy. And the more fresh we can do, the better. And I, I have to tell you a story about, um, so I shop at Kroger a lot and I, and I buy a lot of organic and that's always a you know people question buying organic. Well, are you sure it's really organic or not? And you're spending <laughs> more money with organic. A woman actually came up to me, a stranger who I don't know, came up to me at Kroger because I'm filling my cart with organic vegetables. She said, "I see that you're buying organic, and you know my husband is really upset when I buy organic food because it costs more, and I I don't know what to tell him." And I said, "Well, I consider this an investment in my health." And you can pay now or you can pay later. Yeah, that's so true. So I might spend a little bit more money on my organic vegetables and fruit, but I don't. I only go to the doctor once a year for a checkup. Mm -hmm. So I'm not paying co-pays for doctor's appointments because I have other comorbidities or other diseases that I'm dealing with. So mm -hmm. you're going to pay one way or the other. And I think this is cheaper on the front end. And she said, oh. I'm going to tell him. <laughs> it might sound like it might feel really hard. I think with with all of these things, really, um, it's it's all about 
it, like it sounds like a really hard thing to do in the beginning because you're just not used to it. It's even like right. with exercise or right. with like associated spiritualized, it feels like this big mammoth of a thing that you have to tackle. Um, but like everything, the more you do it, the mm -hmm. more it becomes part of you and the more it becomes a part of your life very mm -hmm. naturally. Because I know mm -hmm. that there was times in my life where I was very, very healthy, like through college, I ate mostly organic. I, my, my mom was very healthy growing up. So that yeah. kind of lived with me through college at least. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I was very healthy. I ate like spinach salads. I paid mm -hmm. attention to like the dressing that I would put mm -hmm. on there. I, I ate pretty much whole foods, you know, that kind of thing. And when I would eat something else, I didn't like it. Yeah. It didn't like, I, I didn't crave right. other things. But once you get into like a lifestyle where you're just mm -hmm. eating whatever you can and it's kind of frantic and it's not the most organized part of your life, guilty. Yeah. Um, it gets harder to look at yourself and see yourself eating healthy. Because mm -hmm. like to me, a salad just doesn't sound as good as it used to. Be. I know it's good. Yeah. But when I'm in the middle of my busy day, I want something that's warm. Right, right. And right. I want something that's comforting because yeah. I'm stressed or whatever. Right, right. So it, I think something for people to walk away with too is like it's not going to feel natural right away right right you might not feel the effects right away right it's going to take a while for your body right. to create new cells and actually not right. crave sugar and not right. crave junk food and not crave fast food or like right. if you're trying to get give up soda your right. body's going to want that for right, a while right, right. and it's not going to feel normal to grab a tea or grab right water instead right. but it gets easier as you develop these new habits and it just kind of becomes an ingrained part of your life right. that, and that is a really good point and when I'm doing actual health coaching specifically for nutrition it's a process so I have a like a six week and a 12 week program that we take people through so that it's just like one thing this week you're just going to concentrate on this and we, we have different ways that we do it but it's it's a process we can't do it all at once it's overwhelming and the other thing i always like to mention to folks is we think that we'll never get rid of our need for sugar i can tell you because i've done it your taste buds change so i used to hear and there's even in textbooks where they say well you know as you're aging mm -hmm. your taste buds you you don't taste things as much that's mm -hmm. why older people you know, eat more salt and they eat more sugar because they can't taste it. Well, okay, <laughs> I am 67 years old. My taste has never been so acute as it is right now. I literally am, I consider myself 95% processed sugar-free. I just don't eat anything with sugar in it. And over time in doing this, little by little, it was a process. My taste buds have just are on fire now. I can taste more because they're not inflamed. Sugar causes inflammation in your taste buds. So you don't taste as much, and then you have all of these chemical changes in your brain that makes you crave sugar. I don't crave sugar. I can be around a whole plethora of desserts. It is not enticing to me, but I grew up on desserts. Mm -hmm. So this, I did not believe that this could happen. And if, I, if it hadn't happened to me, if I hadn't experienced it myself, I wouldn't believe it. I just have no desire and I, I have that. things that I love that are sweet like dates so I'll eat a date with some nut butter on it or a fig fresh fig with with uh, cream cheese on it so it's not that I don't want something sweet but a red pepper tastes sweet to me now carrots taste sweet mm -hmm. to me so your taste buds can change and you won't crave that stuff. it does irk me a little bit when when 
yeah, people people make these um, assumptions about themselves because mm -hmm. there's there's you know because like I I've always worked out my whole life. I've been a big exerciser, right? Yeah. And then there's some people that will talk about it and they'll be like, oh, I hate running. And I'll be like, you hate things that you're not good at. Right, right, right. And right. I never liked running right. before I was good at running. Right, right. I never liked lifting weights until yeah. I could lift heavier weights and it gets right. more fun. But when you're weak and you're trying to like lift a light weight and it's hard, mm -hmm. like it's it's not fun yet. Mm -hmm. And I think it's once you get good at it and you develop that muscle that you start to like it. Oh, and it's do. the same thing, I think, mm -hmm. with nutrition. Or it is. The more you do it, the more it does become fun and it does become mm -hmm. a, a more of a acute part of your life where you're intentional with what you put in your mouth right, because right, you right. start seeing the benefits, but it just doesn't happen right away. So when nope. people say things like, I could never give up sugar, it's like, well, I don't know, maybe make a few steps towards it. You might surprise yourself. Know. Right, right. Yes, because when you feel better, I feel so good. I feel the best I probably felt um, just because I am, I am myself not only 95% processed sugar-free, but I'm also gluten-free mm -hmm. and chose to do that because of some gut issues I had. I can't believe how good I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I never have any gut problems anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just great. So every person is different. Again, I love the 90-10 rule. We talked mm -hmm. about that in the earlier episode. Um, you know, 90% of the time trying to do a good job and then, yeah, you can have a treat once in a while. You yeah. can. Yeah. So what's the big takeaway for consume? So I guess consuming, oh, there's so much. Um, we need to be careful about, with all of our senses, um, what we're putting into our bodies, knowing that anything at a toxic level can cause inflammation, and we can control this. And it's, and it's doable, and it's a process over time that, um, that actually makes you feel so proud of yourself when you can do this. I mean, we can feel proud and happy that, wow, you know, I have accomplished this. And then you can be a role model for others. And this really is yeah. one of the few that are very much within your control. Oh, totally in your control. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. So that was Consume. Okay. Our next episode, we will be going through the R, which yeah. is rest. Rest or sleep. We're or talking sleep. about, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. our resting and sleeping. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you.